All right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The Lakers fast break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to support us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and also the great show Domination Sports Nation, it is truly appreciated. Well, we got another great week to talk about. The trade deadline has passed in virtually all the fantasy leagues out there, but there's still a lot of great things that are going on in fantasy football because it's the drive towards the playoffs. They're happening right now. And here today to talk about some Thanksgiving week plunder. Our two great guests indeed. Actually, they're my co-hosts for all intents and purposes. Let's go ahead and say hello to Dominic and Chris Ardieri. And guys, I'm going to hit you up with this first and foremost. That is the major injury that happened to Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the leaders in the race for rookie of the year. He heard something pop and immediately said, I'll see you next season. Yeah, it's unfortunate because uh, from a fantasy perspective, Dom and I had him. We were happy to have him as a backup, but um, all the credit goes to Dom on this one. He traded him two weeks ago for Ronald Jones. So, um, oh, well, I'm sorry be, for Joe Burrow, but yes, I'm dumb yeah, for this smart but, Yeah, but, you know, but having been an owner of him, albeit briefly this season, uh, especially I, I think he was nearing the, the point where he was a must start every week, given some of the other quarterback options out there. At the very least he was going to throw a lot and get a lot of touchdowns. That said, the guy was taking a pounding all year and it's really a shame that the, the Bengals draft this franchise quarterback and can't surround him with even a halfway decent offensive line. So I really feel bad for him because it's an ACL and MCL tear probably won't be back for the start of the season. I know he's optimistic, but who knows? The rehab is going to be brutal. And will he be the same player going forward? I mean, I, I just feel bad for him all around. You're right, because it's it's not only one part of the knee, it's two parts of the knee, both the ACL and MCL injury. And you're right as well. In fact, that it's a long shot to have him say he's going to start the season because I think that's a reach. Because you're talking about that's a, a close to a year recovery at least on the safe side, and that means it won't probably be until halfway of the season at the earliest. So, Dom, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Joe Burrow has suffered a major in, uh, injury. I think it's early in his career. I think he will be able to come back, uh, you know, at least be somewhat at the level he was striving to already. I don't think this, you know, it's going to be the career ender for him, per se, but it does set the Bengals franchise back. Is there anything if you can do right now? Let's say, like, let's say, let's go back two weeks in, in time. Let's go back in the way back machine. Now, even though I had him as a backup, I've got four, I had four quarterbacks on my team. So just having Joe Burrow there was a nice convenience. But I wanted to ask you this let's go back two weeks in time. Let's say that injury happened two weeks ago and Joe Burrow was a major key component of your team. When it comes to one of the things that you can do, that are out there, available options, what choices do you have? I don't know if there's a lot of choices out there. I would say, if you're going to go back two weeks ago, do not go pick up Carson Wentz because he dug himself into a big hole. But um, you should go try to look for a guy like Derek Carr. I mean, at the time 
two weeks ago, we wouldn't know that he'd be playing this well, especially with his game against Kansas City on Sunday. But he's consistent, and he gets you a touchdown pass or two, and you know when they're red, they're in the red zone. Josh Jacobs is obviously going to have a rushing touchdown, but he likes to throw to Darren Waller down there, and that can get you some points. One of the things we talked about before, Chris and Dom, the other week was the effectiveness of Tua, where I was kind of, eh, I, I don't know, we'll wait and see what happens. Then he shined for a week, and then he didn't shine so much on a week last this past weekend, in fact, being taken off the field. And as you texted to me, or DM to me, Fitzmagic was back for at least a, a quarter or so, even though the, the Tua experiment will still continue. Yeah, it was entertaining, although Fitzmagic never ceases to disappoint through an INT in the end zone to stall that rally. But um, I think we, we're, we've got two as a backup in one league. We're holding on to him. Brian Flores, to his credit, right after the game came out and said two is starting this week. And I think you've got to play the matchups. They've got the Jets coming up. Um, not a bad start, even though two has struggled in Denver. Uh, I think, too, if you really, if your waiver wire is completely cleaned out and you're looking at the likes of, uh, I don't know, Joe Flacco, if you're stuck starting him, that's another one. I mean, he, he threw the ball a lot against the Chargers. Would I go get him? No, but I mean, the Jets stink, and apparently he's uh, he's a little more competent at throwing the ball than maybe Sam Darnold is right now at this point in the fantasy season. I wouldn't advise doing it, but that's someone. Um, if Andy Dalton still happens to be out there and it looks like he's healthy again, that's someone at the beginning of the season we advise picking up, and there's an option there. But I'm guessing there's going to be slim pickings at quarterback. You never know. There might be a team who got completely frustrated with a, a starter that's been up and down, like a Matt Stafford or someone like that. And hopefully he's out there for you. Or how about even uh, Taysom Hill? I mean, we advocated picking up Jameis Winston, and then Peyton pulled the surprise and announced Hill as a starter, but maybe you pick up both of those guys with the Saints and see who really is going to emerge as a starter for the next couple of weeks. You could even go with Andy Dalton, who's back from the concussion and also coronavirus that hit him back to back. You could get him because he's now expected to put up some decent numbers for the Cowboys and they're still kind of prolific offense. Not quite what we were expecting it to be, but still it's got a lot of individuals there that can make some, that can do some damage. Yeah, and hey, face it, they play in the NFC least, so you can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that, indeed. But, Dom, I want to go ahead and ask you this. Uh, I mean, there are options still out there, but it is becoming slim pickings. For those who are relying on Joe Burrow, it looks like their season is going to be a little bit hampered now. But it shows now, I think you can all but give it to Justin Herbert for Rookie of the Year. I understand it's an AFC and NFC type deal, but... Clearly, at this point, with 22 touchdowns and six interceptions, Justin Herbert has really, really started off his career on such a high note. Yeah, he has, and too bad he's going to have the Chargers curse for the rest of his career. But <laughs> you, Just he, like your dad, just like your dad. At least he's playing well, and I've watched the Chargers and their games this season, and he puts up solid numbers, and yeah, he has a tiny bit of an interception problem, but that can be fixed. And it's just because he's a rookie. I mean, those decisions that he's going to make, they're going to be better in four years or so. And I think he'll be a great quarterback in the NFL. But 
without a doubt, with Burrow getting injured, I think the debate is over and that Herbert's the rookie of the year. Well, his yeah, that and I, I agree with you on that. His touchdown to interception ratio is actually one of the best in the NFL, a twenty two and six. So that's that's a pretty good plus sixteen right there for you. Maybe you're saying as far as the way he's throwing them, the, the times that he's throwing those interceptions are really poor choices. And that I could agree with. That comes with rookie. Yeah. That comes with, you know, with rookie mistakes, and that comes with experience and whatnot. But starting off as a rookie to 22-6, Chris, that's not all that bad. That's pretty no, good. It, yeah, it, it's it's actually quite good when you consider uh, some veteran starters can't even uh, yeah. do that. Um, I think, too, we're just greedy. I mean, we've got Herbert as a backup <laughs> quarterback, but uh, there have been a number of times where they're in the red zone. He makes that kind of boneheaded rookie mistake. So those stick out a lot more than the uh, ones, you know, or maybe you're heaving it up and the cornerback makes a nice play. But yeah, I mean, even if Burrow were to stay healthy, I felt like Herbert had really made his move here in the middle of the season. And yeah. Burrow would run into some tough defenses playing against the Steelers, for instance. So um, I think even if Burrow finished the season, I'd, I'd have to give the edge to Herbert regardless. So uh, really, you know, the, the Chargers have had a to, to say they've had bad luck is an understatement, but it looks like they've hit the jackpot here with Herbert and uh, with Tua going right in front of him. Those will be the two guys that are compared against each other for years to come. For years to come, indeed. And right now, it looks like the Chargers, even though their record doesn't show it, it looks like they have the early advantage that they were right in justifying and in their justification of jettisoning off Phillip Rivers. And it looks like they have, you know, like I said before, a great quarterback there in the making in Justin Herbert. But man, I still got a Dom, I'll just say what's, I still got a feel for Tyrod Taylor because he never got the chance to. That I think stinks. I just it still bothers me to this day that 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 guy couldn't get the chance. You know, luck, yeah. fate, fate. It almost feels like a Roger Maris type situation right there. I don't know if it goes back, but Chris probably knows about this as far as a Roger Maris comes there, and you know, as far as that's concerned, and and plays all that day is based off of the fact that once he got into the lineup due to somebody else's unfortunate mishap or luck or what have you. It looks like you know it's going to be there for for the long term, whether or not Tyrod Taylor stays there or not. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I've realized this over the years of me watching the NFL is that Taylor was with the Browns when they drafted Baker Mayfield, and he was the presumed starter, and then Baker Mayfield took over for him, and he'd actually gotten injured too, and now with the Chargers as well, where he got injured and Herbert took over, and then he wasn't named the starter at all. Well, Baker Mayfield, I'm still kind of on the fence with Baker Mayfield, so we'll see what happens with him uh, as far as a long-term prospect. I know he's got the name. I know he's doing the promos. I know he's doing the ads. But, Chris, I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sold that he's a top-of-the-line fantasy quarterback of the, as of yet. I was expecting him to be proven to be that by now, but I think it's still up for debate. Absolutely, and I don't even know if he's a top-flight, bona fide NFL starting quarterback, never mind fantasy. You look at what the Browns have done here, to their credit, Stefanski, the new head coach, has devised a game plan where um, Mayfield doesn't have to win the game. It's a lot of ball control with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I know they miss OBJ, but even when he was in the lineup, they weren't putting up points. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's still a big question mark. Uh, 
But, you know, you really got to feel bad for Tyrod Taylor when this is what now his third team where a rookie quarterback takes over. And in this case, it was because he was getting an injection before the game. And due to some either incompetence or negligence, I'm not sure what the case was, his lung collapsed and he never did start at quarterback for the Chargers. I see a lawsuit coming. You know, we you guys are in SoCal. You know what they like to do as a pastime besides go to the beach? They love to, they love to sue in SoCal. And I'm not kidding on that. You know, was, I remember back in the day when I lived there, it'd be like, I'd hear some people outside, you know, if they got an accident, the first words I hear is, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue. There you go. So I, I see Tyrod Taylor see, seeking some type of legal recourse at some point in time in regards to this. I don't know, just a hunch per se, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, Joe Burrow is out for the season. How much longer? I'm not sure. So you're going to have to go ahead and keep up to date with us here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football because come draft time, he might be a very wary pick. You'll have a better idea of exactly how long the development plan is for him, whether or not he's going to start the season. Right now, I would say he's not a bet to start the season. So you're probably only getting maybe at most a half a season out of him. So he, for me, he already is now a beware in your fantasy football draft next year. If he goes really high, that could be an issue. But then again, he if he falls because of his injury, could be someone, Dom, that I, I could say right now could be a late-round steal for you for the back half of your Yeah, he can. Just for this season, you saw he loves to throw to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, too. You could steal them as well, and you could have that little dynamic duo for half of the season, which I would think could be kind of a steal. Yeah, absolutely. So keep keep aware of that in your leagues when you're drafting. If Burrow doesn't go, you know, people do, if people don't buy in the hype and Burrow doesn't go high, he could slip just because of the fact you're only getting half a season out of him. And that could be something that you might be interested in for a backup as a third-string quarterback that you could maybe be able to stick in there in your first string to get you on that playoff drive towards the end of your next season. But for now, he's not going to be available for this season to come. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But guys, before we head on out and woof, 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 before we go down to the doghouse and also give everybody an update on our Pick'em Challenge, I want you guys to go ahead and, and get with me on this because now's the time. you got to make that move if you're a team out there. Team on the around 500 or you're a team out there that's not doing so well like one of in one of my leagues i'm now picked up by you know i've just tried to make all those moves i tried to go ahead and scour the waiver wire i've tried to go ahead and pitch all those trades i'm now anyways still making a move in my espn league better late than never push towards the playoff drive i want to ask you guys this and i'll start with you chris now is the time where you see these teams with fantasy owners who have really had a hard season so far, some of them still managed to finally piece it together 
and make that drive to sneak in. And sometimes that, that momentum goes a long way for, for you. So I want to hear your thoughts on how fantasy football owners out there can go ahead and refocus and get that last late season drive that they're looking for right now. You've come to the right place. We've got a team that's four and seven, another one that's five and six, but scored a bunch of points. And uh, we're just a couple of games out of having a playoff berth. So the, the tactic Dom and I have taken is number one on waivers. We're going in for anyone and everyone that's hot. We got Michael Pittman. We're thankful to have him. We picked up Cam Akers last week. Lucky to get him back. Um, you've got to go with guys who are starting to produce or building a rapport, whether it be a receiver like a Pittman with Rivers or um, a team that might have a revolving door at running back, but someone might emerge. And, and that's kind of our logic with Akers. You know, they've been using this three-headed monster with the Rams, but we're kind of hoping he's the guy who will start getting the touchdowns. And you also have to start playing matchups strategically. And there was one year, a few years back, where I made a playoff push and got into the finals with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. He had just gotten traded from the Patriots. His first game was eh, and then he suddenly went on a tear throwing the ball and lit up the then, if you could believe it or not, vaunted Jacksonville Jaguars defense and had a huge game late in the season. And that's what you need. You don't necessarily need the big stars now. You need the hot hands or guys that are playing favorable matchups. And I brought up earlier Joe Flacco, and you might think I'm out of my mind right now, but he could be the guy that if he's just looking to hang on here in the NFL and make a name for himself next year, maybe he strings up some decent games and you pick him up and you might need him in a spot. I wouldn't advise it, but it's just the analogy like that. Don't write anyone off. Keep your eyes on the waiver wire. There's probably two to three teams in your league that have mailed it in because they're seller dwellers. That only gives you more opportunity to move up and waiver priority or kind of sneak in a guy that might normally be claimed by two or three other teams. Dom, do you concur with that? I mean, because people right now that are out there that are still working hard on their fantasy football teams that have not had the best of seasons, they're looking for answers. And now's the time for them to find those answers in order to make that last season put. Yeah, I definitely agree with my dad. You got to hog these guys on the waiver wire now because they're going to be producing in these final weeks. and You have to get them, especially if you don't have a lot of depth. You need to get the depth because you don't know if one of your top receivers could get injured or they could get COVID. And exa an example is Adam Thielen, and we have Justin Jefferson, so we're definitely going to be starting him this week. Well, guys, before we head on out, I just want to go ahead and say thank you so much. Just truly appreciate you guys hanging around with me. It is Dominic and Chris Ardieri for this week again from Domination Sports Nation. But before we head on out and before we talk the Pick'em Challenge, woof, 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 Chris, it's time to go to the doghouse. Well, I started off the season horrendously, uh, 0-3, 1-4, and, and, and what do you know? Uh, we ripped off a four-game winning streak here with my underdog picks, now at 5-6. and six. Nothing to brag about, but you know, we've got some momentum here, so I'm hoping that continues. Thank you, Rams. They won outright this past Monday night over poor sport Tom Brady, but that's another topic for another show. Looking through the underdogs this week, Kind of a mixed bag. Looked at the Thanksgiving game, and you know, I picked against the Cowboys last week. The Vikings really let me down in our pick'em challenge, and I'm not sure if I want to go up against that again with the way Andy Dalton seems to be playing again. But I, I did see a key AFC South matchup. The Titans and Colts are fighting it out for that division and are one of the wild card spots. The Titans went on the road in Baltimore 
one outright, even though they were big dogs. And I think here going into Indy, who's coming off a, a huge win over the Colts in overtime, defense really played well, frustrated Aaron Rodgers at times, forced some turnovers. But uh, the Titans, I, I've seen a few places getting three and a half. You know, Gerald, I love that extra hook. I say take the Titans. I think they can win this game. You know, I'm skeptical to see Rivers put the, another performance together like this another week. Uh, I think uh, Derek Henry kind of woke up and ripped off that Derek Henry-esque run down late in the game for the winning touchdown. Anna Hill seems to be playing well. A.J. Brown has uh, had a phenomenal touchdown. They've been playing well on that side of the ball. I think the Titans can win this game outright. If they don't, and our friend uh, Blankenship kicks another game-winning field goal for the Colts, at least you have that half-point cushion. So Titans are my pick. Let's see if the streak continues here. And if you ever have a question for Chris Ardieri, at Chris L Sports on Twitter, at Inside Sports FF on Twitter, or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. But before we get to Dom on what's coming up with Domination Sports Nation, I'm going to go ahead and give everyone an update on the Pick'em Challenge. And wouldn't you know it, Chris's prognostications on how our season would go out. Uh, you know, for me, going first on a hot streak, start off the season. Then I went on a actually an Arctic run because I was going so cold. <laughs> I was so cold. <laughs> i tell you what, it's gotten better for me in the past few weeks. I've climbed, I've scratched, I've clawed back into contention, and after this past weekend, what do you know? What do you know? I've not only caught up to Mr. Chris, I've actually passed him by a half a game because I've got that tie. Sometimes it works against me, sometimes it works with me when it comes to the record is concerned, and right now it's working with me. I'm 17-15-1. Chris is 17-16. and 16. After one and two weekend, I was two and one, so I've gained some ground. I'm now looking at, at down right there, down, not far down, because he's almost at my eye level right there. But Chris, looking forward to finally catching up with you, finally in the running with you, and looking forward to another great picks this weekend for our Pick'em Challenge. Yeah, I told you I had zero faith in myself, but I didn't think you'd catch me this quickly. That that extra tie is Philadelphia Eagles-esque. It's put you in the lead. So uh, nice work there. And I think moral of the story here, uh, Dom likes watching Scott Van Pelt every Monday night for his bad beats, and they're especially entertaining with some of these college games. But as kind of a public service announcement, uh, I told Dom this all the time. This is why I don't gamble. This is why I only do it fun on the for fun on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Podcast because as quick as you win them is you can lose them even quicker. And we've seen some odd things happen with some of these games where teams don't cover or Nick Chubb runs out of bounds when he's headed for an easy touchdown. You just never know. It's uh, yeah. It don't make a living out of it. It's for entertainment purposes only. Or the Chargers punter takes a safety and that gives the jets to cover. And, yes. and dad falls into second place as a result. <laughs> But I tell you what is so interesting uh, in here in Vegas, you know, we see stuff like that go on all the time. And it's so funny the way the re- they react inside the casinos back in the day. Now, obviously, no one's in, in the casinos because of what's going on. But those kind of bad beats, you'll see people just scream. They'll get so mad. They'll kick the chairs in front of him in the casino. They'll go ahead in the sports book and rip up their tickets and throw them at it's in the high in the air. 
they'll knock over drinks from cocktail waitresses. I've seen a lot as far as it's concerned. And, uh, you know, as far as them getting mad on, on bad beats, but again, I'd only do it when I need to or when I can or when I really have a have a bet that's out there. So I try to avoid the sports books whenever I can because the fact is, you're right. The the odds are there to entice you, but the odds are there to help the books win. But I am for now in the lead. If you want to check out what's going on each and every week, check us out right here on the show. But also, if you can, our fantasy football page, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, on Facebook. We give you updates every Saturday night or Sunday morning where we let you know exactly who the three games are going to be and what those games are and as far as which ones we are picking. Then we obviously give you the updates right here. But before we head on out and before we hear some final thoughts on Chris, it's Dom's turn to tell us what's going on with the Domination Sports Nation. Yeah, so on our next podcast, we'll be previewing the nfl and the week 12 games coming up and we'll also be talking about the postponement of the ravens and the steelers thanksgiving uh, primetime game which was now moved to sunday and we'll also be talking about nba free agency and some big moves that have happened hmm. i wonder what i've been talking about on the lakers fast break channel recently <laughs> i wonder i wonder so maybe we were talking a little bit of the same thing before we head on out, can you guys give me a little hint? I think might uh one free agency. Marcus Gasol and Montrez Harrell going to the Lakers. There you go. Don't forget Wesley Matthews. Don't forget re-signing KCP. Lakers looking pretty good. I don't know. I don't want to hear the same things I've heard last year about the Clippers because that put the curse on the Clippers, that's for sure. And I don't want the same thing to happen to the Lakers, but... People are saying that the Lakers are doing very well in free agency and that they are going in strong into next season. We'll wait and see on that. I had already one, not one, but two already extended conversations on that, and you'll be hearing that on the Lakers Fast Break channel. But for this show, each and every week, we truly appreciate it. And again, if you have any questions on any waiver wire maneuvers or lineup changes, please let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com at Inside Sports FF, at Chris L Sports on Twitter, and Chris Sardieri on LinkedIn. But before we head on out, Chris, I want to hear some final thoughts from you as far as anything that's going on in football or happy Thanksgiving for everyone out there as well. Yeah, uh, before I forget, follow us on Instagram, our podcast at Domination Sports Nation. We also have a new YouTube channel. Thanks to all of Gerald's insights and Dom's technological prowess, of which I have very little. Just like this, we use StreamYard, upload it to our YouTube channel. It's dom Nation Sports Nation. You can watch us live there. Uh, you can see my big head and now two venues. But my, my final <laughs> thoughts are, uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Just thankful we're here. Thank you, Gerald, for having both of us on your show every week, not only to give our uh, insights, air quotes but uh, also a chance to talk about our show we appreciate the cross promo dom we're gonna have to have gerald on at some point i know he's a busy man maybe when the nba free agency dies down a little and he doesn't have to do multiple sports shows in a week we'll have him on but i uh, just hope everyone stays healthy and safe and just thankful we have our health and, and we're here every week to do this show thanks again gerald I was yeah just, thank you i was just telling my family that same thing i'm very thankful for my health right now health of my family and I hope everyone else out there 
you know, has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Please be very wise. Be have common sense. Uh, you know, those rules are out there for a reason. As far as the the things to avoid, uh, you know, I know people want to see each other and families want to see each other, but common sense out there. Common sense. We don't want to see you get sick and have those bad things happen to you out there. So we truly want the best for you out there. Thank you guys for being a part. I'm very thankful for that, that you guys are a part each and every week of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And hopefully we have a great and safe Thanksgiving. And we'll be back here once again next week talking about what happened in week 12. Hopefully no more ACL yet MCLs snapping. That's a really bad thing that happened to Joe Burrow. I know a lot of fantasy owners were really bummed about that. But check out what we're doing each and every weekend as far as our Pick'em Challenge on the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Facebook page. Thank you each week for watching and listening to us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.